I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oh my God, you guys are my favorite. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Rich Eisen. I know what I'm talking about. That's the headline. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Magic Johnson, he kind of summed it all up for me. Tonight, we learn the world champion Denver Nuggets are going to be very tough to beat. (laughs) In the NBA playoffs. Breaking news, you learned it here In the first. playoffs, by the way. Magic's already jumping ahead to late April. Earlier on the show, CEO and co-founder of Smack Entertainment, Constance Schwartz-Marini. Coming up, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Bill Cower. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We had a great chat with Constance Schwartz-Marini, the CEO and co-founder of Smack Entertainment, and the lady behind everything being built um, for Dion's image and name and likeness, right? She's got the NIL deal for Dion Absolutely. pretty much going on, and she was on in support of the launch of Season 2 of Coach Prime that's coming out on Prime Video on December 7th uh, and told some great stories about she was the one to basically tell Dion, instead of you helping your alma mater recruit, how about you start coaching yourself in college? And look what's happening right now. He's showing up at the Rose Bowl with Colorado, taking on UCLA in a couple of days from now here in Los Angeles, California. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Roku channel. Um, the last time I saw this man was uh, in uh, in Canton, Ohio. And I saw him chit-chatting uh, on the night of the jacket dinner with Mike Tomlin. And it was just so cool. It's one of those moments where, you know, you want to just take out your phone and snap a photograph of it because you know so many fans of this man and obviously Tomlin and the Steelers would just love to see this sort of thing. And I, I was thrilled to be a fly on the wall and uh, also thrilled to have uh, provided the uh, narration for the third season of NFL Icons, which is airing on MGM Plus this Saturday night, an all new episode with the legendary Hall of Fame coach from the Pittsburgh Steelers, now from CBS Sports. Bill Cower back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Good to see you, Bill. Good to see you, Rich. And I remember that uh, Friday night we uh, we were together, and you're right. Uh, Coach Tomlin came in for uh, Rondé Barbers, uh, who was going in, and you know actually put the jacket on him that yep. evening. And uh, we kind of got together later on that evening, uh, and it was it was a really good talk. Actually, one of the, probably the longest talks him and I have had. Uh, this given the circumstance we've always end up meeting ourselves with. So it was, it was, it was, it was nice. Yeah. I mean, I really wanted to be a fly on the wall. I really wanted to be, I'll be honest with you, you know, just to know what you guys were talking about, because it's like in, in straight up, you know, what coach Noel is, is gone. Um, and uh, in the same bus room that you're in, you're kind of like astronauts, the two of you, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, yeah. there's not many of you walking around the planet, Bill. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. what do you, what, what do you talk about with Mike? If you don't mind sharing, you know, that? it was interesting. No, it's interesting, Rich. I said, you know, when we, we got a chance to sit down and talk and, you know, where he's at this year and kind of transitioning from Ben to Kenny and, you know, and I said, you know, I, I, I did, some transitioning myself, probably a little bit more so than you did. But I said, I just talked about, you know, in coaching, the difference from your first year to now you're, you know, for him is 17th year. And I said, you know, I was a different coach later in my career than I was earlier in my career. You're probably a little bit more tolerant when you're younger. Um, you know, you're still trying to establish yourself. As you do establish yourself, you become a little less tolerable to some things and some things become a little bit more important to you. So, it, you know, we kind of just talked about the state of the game, where it's at, um, some of the young coaches coming up, what advice you would give to them. Um, so it uh, it was good. It really, really was. It, was. it was one of those situations we had a chance to sit back, and I got great respect for Mike and, and the job he's done down through the years and, and just talking about what he walked into after I left. And it's just interesting because I think 
Chuck didn't say anything to me. I didn't say anything to Mike. Yeah. It's probably the first time that, you know, him and I had a chance to talk after he's been there for all this, all these years. So okay. it was more reflection than anything else. So it was as special as I thought it was when I was standing in that room. It really was. It was, it yeah. was, we, we don't, we don't talk very often. And I, you know, when, when I got the job in Pittsburgh, um, you know, I, I, I try to kind of reach out to Chuck a couple of times, but you know, he would reach out very nicely, but he didn't want to talk football. Um, so I'm like, okay. And so, yeah. um, you know, and I thought, you know, I, I, I know the dynamics in the building, but the dynamics will be a little bit different because it's, it's you, you're the one that's, you're the one that has to sit there and, you know, you're the one that's going to control how it unfolds. And I know he's working now well with Omar and, you know, he's gone from, from Kevin to Omar. And so it's just, it's a very special place with its own unique, uh, mystique about it. And I think part of the mystique is the fact that there's a, you know, a respect that you have for where you're at and more importantly, where the organization and the franchise has been. Especially since we live in the world of hot seat conversations, we have it here right. on the show quite a bit. What, right. is, what is it about the Roonies where they're just, are they chill? I mean, what, what, like, honestly, I'm sure they're not. No, I know. But... Well, they're, they're, they're chill when you win, but not when you have lost. Okay, you, you but... Still those other... You have those uncomfortable conversations. I had many of those. Like with Mr. what? So, like what? Like what? Well, you know, it's uh, it's like one of those things. Like, so, you know, what kind of changes are you planning on making? Well, I, 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 I what kind of changes do you think you want to see? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so can we? You know, so it's like I know I want the results to change. So does that mean there's another part of layer to that? So right. Um, but you know, it it, it just is. Um, it, it's such a great place. I think the one thing about the Roonies uh, is they understood um, it was about the game. It was always about the game, you know, and, and yes, winning was a byproduct and you, for the organization. But a lot of times we talked about the game. We talked about family. Um, he was a Pittsburgher through and through. And it's just something about that dynamic and the connection with the people and, you know, we reflect them and we have to make sure we do a good job of reflecting what this city is all about, the core values that we stand for, and, you know, not to be self-centered, not to be selfish, not to be about me. It's about us. And so those are the things that you understood. And I didn't I understood because I grew up there. Um, and so, you know, there was just very much a line. It's just like, you know, like I said, it was, it was just, just growing up there and going back there. And uh, the icons that we're going to see Saturday night, mm -hmm. I just I saw that. I've never seen that much footage of my first press conference. Like I've seen me walk in there, but that's the first time I've seen a lot of footage for the first time and all the things I'm saying, I'm like, wow, <laughs> young brash kid that walked in there. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. But it was pretty daunting uh, walking in there to that franchise and the history, the tradition. Um, but once you get in there, you almost feel like now it's more of an obligation uh, to keep it going. Bill Cower right here on the Rich Eisen Show referring to NFL icons, a um, terrific documentary series, NFL films produced, MGM Plus sprinkles its dust on it as well, and it's just awesome. And uh, the 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific episode this Saturday featuring uh, our guest right now, Bill Cower. And again, you know, you talk about your roots and where you grew up and becoming the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach, but was there a time where you thought you would be the next Cleveland Browns head coach in your life, Bill? Did you think so? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, um, I don't know if it was the next one, but the year, the year before I went to Pittsburgh, I did have an interview with the Cleveland Browns at the last minute, mm -hmm. the year that Bill Belichick got it. And it's interesting, and I, it's well documented, and Bill and I go back to 1989. Uh, you know, Marty never got fired after the 88 season. Um, I went down to the Senior Bowl. Bill Belichick interviewed me. I got a call from Bill Parcells. Do you want to be the defensive back coach for the New York Giants? Um, and at the same time, Marty went to Kansas city. So I said, well, you know what? Marty wants me to come with him there. So I ended up going with Marty and, and long story short, I ended up becoming a coordinator and coaching linebackers, Bill Belichick. They hired Al Groh. He coached the secondary. And then him and I got together for an afternoon in New York Giants stadium on in 1989, prior to my first year as a coordinator. Um, and I talked to him about defensive back play, talking about linebacker play 89 and 90 come. We have common opponents. We shared our thoughts about common opponents, got to know each other very well. And then 91 came that, you know, they won the Super Bowl and, um, uh, in 90. And, and so, um, you know, he gets interviewed and all of a sudden the last minute, they call me in to get an interview. And I'm like, wow, I was, you know, I was pretty young at the time, 33. And 
Um, so it was like, wow, okay. So we came down to him and I, he got the job as he should have, but that, that interview um, that I had, because I knew Mr. Modell very well. I knew Kevin Byrne very well. I mean, I, I played in Cleveland. I coached in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. My first two kids were born in Cleveland. So I, I Cleveland was like my first home. I mean, you know, listen, I remember running out there, and I was part of the 1980 Cardiac Kids. It was my rookie year. Mm-hmm. You know, then I got a chance to come back. I coached special teams, and I coached the Dog Pound with Hanford Vixen and Frank Minifield. So I knew what that place was all about. And I ended up going back to my hometown in Pittsburgh. And so Bill and I went from friends to adversaries very quickly. <laughs> you know, so, so we're playing against each other. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, ironically enough, then he went to New England. And, and um, it was so funny because it, it was 2004. Uh, we lost to those guys in a championship game. We go back in 2005. We're getting ready for the Super Bowl. And Bill calls me up. And he had just gotten beaten by, uh, I think, Denver the, the, the week before we beat Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, hey, listen, is there anything you need, like, on a Super Bowl? And I'm like, yeah, let me just pick your brain a little bit about the preparation, what you did. And and really, from that time moving forward, we kind of reconnected again. It was like, you know, it's almost like, what, uh, you know, 10 years of, you know, in between there from 92 to 2005, what, 13 years, we didn't really talk much. We competed against each other. And. You know, then uh, you know, then you know, I stepped down, and really, from the time I stepped down, we 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 become very good friends. We talk uh, frequently, um, and uh, so much respect for Bill, his history of the game, his respect for the game. Um, you know, he he he's a football coach through and through. And if he respects you, I mean, that that is the greatest, right? I mean, and and, yeah. and obviously, you know, you you I'm sure serve as that for so many others as well, Bill Cower. But I mean, for for him to basically be all right. Adversaries. I mean, the 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 Patriots and the Steelers. You know, in the Brady <laughs> era, you with Big Ben. I mean, you with Bettis. Them doing their thing, and obviously everything that happened with you in the '90s, taking on the Cowboys, and for you to continue to build and become as terrific as a program you you had. And then there's Brady and Belichick there, and then you make it to the Super Bowl, and he calls you. After all yeah. of that, I mean, that is yeah. that is that is actually very typical of him, is it not, Bill? I mean, for, yeah, it was, it, right? it was really special, Rich. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I mean, he, you know, I think the thing that both of us, we had a great passion for the game. We're both defensive coaches. We all fought, always, you right. know, I, I had at the time when he had LT, I had Derek Thomas, and I used to just throw LTs like I threw tape of LT on there. I, Derek, you're almost there. What do you mean I'm almost there? I go, yeah, you're not as good as this guy. So, you know, he and he's still on tape of Derek Thomas. So we, I said, yeah, why don't you just we'll just kind of, kind of amp the other two guys up nice. and take it from their level. So, so it was, um, but it was, it was it, it was built on respect. And even like when I stepped down, I used to still talk to him about blitzes and and you know, zone coverages mm-hmm. and zone blitzes and dogs. And you know, I give him a couple times. I give him an offseason, like last. Four or five years, I give him a couple of blitzes. He'd be calling me up, "Hey, Bill, what happens on this motion?" I go, "Well, let me think about this." I, I, I got me put this. So, we talk football. I still talk football, and I, he he loves it. I love it. Um, mm. It's still a great passion of mine. I love game planning. I love the, the you know, the creativity that the football really is all about um, on both sides of the ball. Um, you're talking about, you know, we always talk about creating great, you know, good-looking plays on offense, but defensively, it's the same thing. You know, it, 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 it's a, the ultimate chess match that's out there, and you know, good defensive coordinators get a little bit creative in what they're doing weekend and weekend out. Whether you're moving a certain player to get a great matchup, or you're showing a certain thing, so um, that's that's what Bill is all about, and and I love talking with football with him. Well, then. On that subject matter, before we move on in the final minutes we have here with you, Bill, like what are you what are you willing to share about what you think's going on in his head, his world, his thought process about what's uh, going on right now? He's in a period of transition. I mean, it's like it's one of those things right now, and, and you know, it doesn't just happen one year. It might be in another year, but listen, Bill's Bill's determined to catch Don Shula. I know that for a fact, and he would love to do it right there in New England. I don't know that to, to have not talked with him about that, right? I think he would love that to be the case. Um, he's also realistic to know what the, what the NFL is all about. So, you know, I, I think he, he tried a little bit of experiment experiment last year. It didn't work. Things in Bill O'Brien this year. Um, you know, they lost a couple of their tough offensive players or defensive players, and, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago. So they're transitioning here. But, you know, I mean, the, the, the game they put on the other day against the Buffalo Bills is still going to be the same thing. He knows the right buttons to push. He's going to get the most of what he has right now. 
And I just think talent-wise, they're just they're not as good as they've been in the past. And he's having to acclimate to that. And he's trying to be resourceful and be creative with what he's got. But he's the ultimate competitor. Um, and that's the one thing about him. You know, he's going to give you everything he's got. He's going to turn over every stone with what he has. That's just who he is as a coach. You put your Bill Cowan marker on one team right now entering week eight. Which one is it? What you got? The one uh, team. You know, one, one team. Um, I got to tell you, the Baltimore Ravens, I, I look at them mm-hmm. and what they're doing. They lead the league in sacks at 39, 12 different players. I think Todd Monken has, I think, you know, Lamar, there's a couple games they've lost that they just, you know, some drop passes or whatever. What he did last week against the Detroit Lions was very, very impressive. He's got the best group of skilled players he's ever had. Zay Flowers, Odell, uh, Bateman. I mean, this is as good a, a receiving core he, as, as Lamar has ever had. Um, it got Mark Andrews, one of the top tight ends in the National Football League. So this is a good football team. Um, and I'm just saying AFC North is going to be a challenge. I like the Detroit Lions in spite of what happened to them last mm-hmm. week. I mm-hmm. think I still like Dan Campbell, Jared Goff. Um, you know, so I, 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 you know, I look at that, but you know, the Philadelphia Eagles still continue to be <laughs> a team that, uh, they're solid, man. Jalen hurts is he, he wills them. Is there any more of an intense player than Jalen hurts in the national football league? I mean, he just, his passion, his messaging, the way that he approaches his, his craft is very, very impressive. And those offensive and defensive lines of the Philadelphia Eagles are very, very solid, good skilled people. They're going to be a tough out. Well, yeah, and uh, I, 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 I put my chip on the Chiefs. Still, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I just, know. I know. Well, yep, I got you. I got you. It's I'm, just, it, it just seems they're doing it a different way. It's just because Mahomes hasn't found fifteen different receivers, and Tyree Kill's doing his thing somewhere else. And I can't wait to call that game in Frankfurt in two weeks with the Dolphins and, and the Chiefs. But it's defensively, right? It's Spagnola what he's yes, dialing yes. up. Like that is yes. that is Spag is it's six and one. There because of that, I think, for the first six weeks of the season. You know? No question about it. I mean and Chris Jones has come back and playing like a man who's who wants a contract and so he's yeah. he's uh he's he's Spags is one of the most underrated defensive coordinators in the National Football League. There's no question about it. You're right. You never can count out Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Never, right. You never can. Before I let you go here, um, th- this this documentary, it's it's so cool. It's so great. And um, I I just want to know, uh, of all the things, the, the Polaroid incident where you took the Polaroid and you jammed <laughs> it into, what was it, McCarter's yeah. pocket? The, the, yeah, uh, the, Gord, the, Gord, Gord, Gord McCarter. Well, what yeah. happened? Tell me the full story here. Give me, give me the full story, Bill. Come well, on. Now. The full, st- well, the full story, number one. Okay, so they 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 go to kick a field goal. They miss the field goal. A penalty flag comes out. And as the, we're starting to walk off, everyone's wondering what happened. I said, we didn't rough the kicker. They said, there's 12 guys on the field. And as I go, whoa, like, wait a minute. And so we had a couple guys start in the middle to the – I said, stop, just stop. And I go – I start counting. And I said um, – there's 11 guys. There's 11 guys right here. And then I pulled over and I think Kevin Green came over. I said, all right, Kevin, I said, did, did somebody run off the field that I didn't see? I said, because I'm not going to sit there. And they go, no, no, promise the coach. We only had, everybody was there. And at the meantime, while that's going on and I'm looking and they're getting ready to, you know, you know, okay, you know, he's, they're going to give him another chance or moving the ball. I get the Polaroid. And so he hands me a Polaroid, and I kind of go, oh, my gosh, there's 11 guys here. And so I just came over. I said, I, tried to, I think I might call a timeout. Like, hey, can I, I go, Gordon, I said, I know you can't look down, but we have 11 guys. He goes, Bill, it's a penalty. The Lions judge called. They go, yeah, he was standing right in front of the Minnesota bench. I go, it's, 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 I go but the Polaroid, you're, you're wrong. There's 11 guys. I, go, I got a vision right here. And I know you can't look down, but just do the right thing. Just do the right thing. He goes, I can't. Penalty was enforced. They made the field goal, and I just took it. And I was just so mad. I said, "Okay, here, 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 look, here, here. Just take it. I just you can look at you can't look at it here. Put it in your pocket when you get through the tunnel. You can go inside. You can look at it then. But here's a true story now, Rich. I okay. said and this is true. I so afterwards we're in there, and my daughter came in after the game. She goes, "Daddy, that was really that official was so bad, and I'm so glad that you did that." And I said, "Lauren." No, your father was wrong. Huh? You don't show up an official 
you know, in, on, on national TV like that. Two wrongs don't make a right. So it was a great teaching moment for you. me. Look at you. It, it was a great father of the year, my daughter. <laughs> but I, I know it was very. But it, it did feel good to put that in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> did you get fined? Did the league fine you oh, for that? Yeah, like fifteen grand, and that was mm-hmm. a lot of money back then. Yeah, you can't put. It actually it took the pockets off the officials for like a couple years after that. So is that right? Officials, you, you, you did. I, so you basically you removed the pockets. It's a, you know what? Some, sometimes it's nice to be part of a rule change. You know? so I was like, <laughs> You're you know, like Mel Blunt, a different version of Mel Blunt. <laughs> yes. Did Polaroid ever reach out to you for a gig or anything like that? No, no, I, I, no, I don't know. Oh, I, I want to get the picture back. I, I, I wanted to see if Gordon still had the picture, so I wanted to get the picture back, my Polaroid back. I wanted because <laughs> I did have the proof. I don't think we had that. That was the only copy we had. <laughs> Oh, Bill, that's so great. This is a great documentary. Congrats on being a subject for it. It's it's pretty neat stuff. So yeah, I thank you for narrating. Appreciate that. Thank hey, you. man, like, you know, uh, Greg Cosell has been on this program many times from NFL Films. Yeah. And he told me this. I asked him to tell me a story about Facenda. And he said yeah. that he always remember when Facenda would get copy from NFL Films, he would look at it. And when it was a really good line, he would say, now that's a horse I can ride. Like that. And so when I get copy from NFL films, like I'm like I'm riding that horse, man. It is it's they're they're awesome. It's and awesome. so is MGM Plus yeah. and, and obviously your story is perfect for it. So thanks for the yeah. time, Bill. You got it. Thanks, Rich. Great chatting thanks. with you. Let's do this again soon. That's Bill right. Cower. Everybody sure. check out NFL icons, Bill Cower, premiering this Saturday night at ten PM Eastern and Pacific on MGM Plus. I love that. I mean, I could have asked him a million different stories. It could have went on for an hour. How about that with Bill? With Mike? How about that with Bill? Well, interesting. That that I I think I knew that it was him and Belichick up for the Cleveland Browns job. Right. And so Bill gets it, starts a career path. Yeah. And Belichick, the other Bill, doesn't get it and then winds up being – the hometown coach and then they're competing against each other for all those years. And after, uh, honestly, how many times are the Steelers and the, and, and the Patriots yeah. beating each other's brains in in the playoffs? Right? It felt like they played every year, every right? year. Right. Yeah. And so Bill's calling them up saying, Hey, you're, you're going, you're making the Super Bowl. You, you want some two cents here or there? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, but you know, for, for, for him to do that, it's, it's, it's cool. I love stories like that. Yeah. And Rich, during the interview, you know, me, Chris, Mike, and I were talking. I looked at them, and I was like, you realize there's only two men alive? That's what I said. They called them like astronauts. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, just two. That's like, it. Uh, there is only two alive that have ever coached it's the insane. Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. How many, the, how many the coaches have the Cleveland Browns had in the last well, five I mean, seasons? Think about you it. Know, like, Wild. So that's why I'm like, I looked at him in the corner. I'm like, that's like, you know, did you take two astronauts picture? talking? I didn't because oh, that's, that that's been... weird. You know, I yeah, mean. Yeah, but Steeler astronauts. Nation would have loved that picture. Because I'm sure they would have. I, I didn't realize that they, and they didn't they, have... they, they had both had brews. They both had, you know, some, you know, uh, bottles cracked. Oh, and can... they were just sitting there talking, 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 you know. Very cool. That's a pretty cool It, it was cool great. And, 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 and I wanted to ask him about it. And he's just like, yeah, we don't really do that too often. Love and it. That's wild. That's love wild. it. Game time. Get the app, folks, because ticket buying is so frustrating. Guess what? Not anymore. That's why you should get the Game Time app. We all have it thanks to the relationship with Game Time and the Rich Eisen Show and our podcasts, Overreaction Monday, as well as What the Football. Don't worry anymore when you're buying tickets to your next big event. You're looking to go to a sporting event, music, comedy events, theater events near you. Just go right to the app, and you can view your views from the seats, every seat in the venue. You tap it, you can see what the view from the seat will look like. Find and buy tickets for any event in your area with event cancellation protection, job loss protection as well with game time. Tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. Two taps and you bought a ticket. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Get the app, download it, create an account, use the code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit gametime.co for terms. Again, create an account. Redeem the code R-I-C-H, $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back with more in a moment. 844-204-RICH. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What was going through your head when David Baker appeared all of a sudden, Bill? You know, it's a, it, I had absolutely no idea. And the ironic part of it was that I sat down that morning with my wife, Veronica. You know, I, and I talked about it. I said, I don't think I'm going to get in, and I'm okay with it. I almost put some closure on it. And um, that was okay. You know, when I came in, no one really said anything. We weren't discussing it. I thought, well, that's being pretty professional i appreciated them kind of like giving me my space from it all and um i was getting ready to do an eye vision with uh with phil Sims and talking about lamar jackson and next thing i turn around and i see david baker and we all know what he stands for and um and it just was a lot of things to try to process at the time it's kind of like i thought this isn't this is the way i i thought this was going to be i thought i was going to get a call says hey you know you're close but you didn't get in and We'd all find out on Tuesday night or something because it's going to air on Wednesday. And, um, yeah, it was almost surreal. And um, it's so funny. I sat back and watched Jimmy Johnson. The same thing happened to him yep. on the halftime of the of the, yeah. floor of the second game on, 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 on Sunday after yep. he got home. And I know exactly what he was feeling. As a matter of fact, I had to put out a tweet. And I, the first thing I thought about is, you know, did Adam Stanley really know that he had two future Hall of Fame players watching Bobby Boucher in the water park? <laughs> and Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson and I were down there, and I remember Jimmy and I, this is like 1997, 98, whatever it was. And, um, and Adam actually, I think, has since then retweeted. I said, but we're talking about Boogie Boos, Bobby Boucher, and he sat, he's saying he's like Zach Taylor. I go, no, he's like Greg Lloyd. And, he goes, whatever. And, um, so it's going to be really, really kind of fun to kind of get reunited with Jimmy uh, over that little one. That's fantastic, Bill. I mean, that is just great. Bill Cower throughout the years, YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for all of that. Sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. Boy, you know, Cowers really, is it, I don't know what it is, but that Pittsburgh accent is really coming through more and more, isn't it? Yeah, there was definitely like Don. five or six words when he said them. I was like, yeah. I know. Did you see Pat? I, I saw it on McAfee's feeds. There was like some high school ref. Yeah. The first from Don. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Put, first Don. Did you see this, Chris? No. He's a high school ref mic'd up. Oh, really? From uh, no, like really a total like, Yinzer. Yeah, he was definitely a Yinzer. You know, and, and so, you know, it, that's funny. And the Pittsburgh fans, you can't 
you can't even come close to a whiff of sounding disrespectful when it comes to them and their traditions. No. And I think Trevor Lawrence is Ooh. becoming a bit uh, aware of such a thing. He's going to find out. Well, Trevor Lawrence, did you hear about this one, Christopher? This escaped you. Uh, I, I must have missed this. Because the, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguar quarterback is coming to Acrisure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's and, coming where? And, um, uh, and he, he, he was asked about Heinz. the atmosphere that's there, including the terrible towels. Okay. And this was his response. Are you too young to know what a terrible towel is? No, I know and, what they are. The, big, the little yellow towels yeah. they're around. It's a hostile environment. It's one yeah. of the great environments in the NFL. It's your first trip, I think. So, yep. just thoughts on playing the Steelers in Pittsburgh? I'm excited. You know, it's definitely uh, one to check off the list, like playing in cool stadiums, historic places. And obviously, Pittsburgh is just, they got a great, um, I mean, just their whole organization has like an aura around it that's really cool. And they're, you know, they had some obviously great players, some great teams. Um, you always know kind of what team, what kind of team Pittsburgh is going to have every year. I mean, super physical, great defense. Their offense is is playing really well. I mean, that's just you know what you're going to get. So they're they're really consistent. Coach Tomlin's obviously done a great job there. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited to play over there. We played in some hostile environments. You know, Kansas City, uh, New Orleans. I think those are up there. Um, and this will be another one that'll be a challenge and it'll be fun to play in. It'll be a fun atmosphere. Now. You might be sitting there saying, Rich, where's the disrespect? Where's even the whiff of the disrespect? Where's the, even the hint of the whiff of the disrespect from this sweetheart of a 24-year-old who gave the appropriate flowers about playing answer. there, yeah. right? And when you mention the the environments in Arrowhead and where he just won on a short week wearing a brace, you know, in New Orleans, that's up there, right? Well, it was referring to the terrible towels as the little yellow towels. Our friend Billy Gardell caught wind of that. You better read up about that towel, Junior. That's <laughs> what he tweeted. <laughs> no, see, read here, about it. Here's the thing. Read I read about few, that towel, Junior. I read a few tweets, a few blogs, and I didn't actually They're hear in on him it. say That's it. Fine. I just read it. And now hearing it. It's like, what's the big wait, deal? I, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was like, okay, and does he nope. go back to the towel? I was they like, also I are them. little no. yellow towels. Uh, He's describing what they are. They're terrible towels, okay? It's not a beach towel. Myron Cope's exactly. creation. But, but they're, have you ever held one? They're like this big. Yeah, they're. Little they're, yellow. They're no, little. I know. I really thought more me. disrespect was coming. I was like, oh, okay. They're yellow towels. Yeah. That and are, you know, terrible. not appropriate for, if you will, drying off yeah, after exactly. a shower. Sure. Yeah, you exactly. know, I understand. Yeah, bathing. Yeah. But they're not they're not little to these folks <laughs> in Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Yeah, like looking know. for, what would you say about my towels? Folks take the towel real seriously back at home, man. Wow. <laughs> You're gonna learn about them towels, Junior. <laughs> you can almost hear Gardell say it about it, right? You're gonna pick the Steelers in this game? I don't know. This one, I this one, I am coin flipping, pal. Why? Their offense stinks. You keep saying that. <laughs> you keep saying keep it. Finding a way. You keep saying it. Their running game was the best they've had it yet, right? Yeah. Both running backs got in the end zone. Both, two of them. Now you could say they didn't run up and down the lot, but I thought that was—I don't know the numbers. I don't have them right in front of me. But I was watching the game. Like Najee was. When has Najee been getting six, seven yards a clip? Really hasn't. You know, he's been going wide. He hasn't been slashing in between. You know, Ridge. in gaps and stuff like that. The only team worse than them in offensive yards I, I, per game I know. is the Bengals. I know that. And that's why everyone's saying, you know, blame Canada, fire him. By the way, for, for a guy that's under the spotlight. They're 4-2, though. For a so. guy that's under the microscope, Matt Canada. I have no idea how. But I've been watching, as you know, a lot of Steelers games. Sure. They, they always, CBS always has that little camera on Matt Canada. They always got the camera right there. You know, by the way, very unflattering uh, angle for these poor coordinators sitting oh, up in their booth. Just like right up in their Sitting on their ass. They're probably having sweat coming out of every pore possible. It's, it's an like intense Adam game. set up the camera. Yeah, yeah, Schefter sets up his camera yeah, from like, low to high. Again, I got I to gotta speak to Adam about this. Remember last year, but, Ken Dorsey, they had the, the yeah, camera. He went and nuts. He just went nuts. And then yeah. somebody oh, yeah. came over and covered the yeah, camera. Yeah, covered up. the camera. But Canada, for a guy mind. that's constantly, you know, under the spotlight in the microscope, he says, okay to the camera, I guess. 
Maybe they don't have a choice. But, yeah, I don't know who I'm taking in this game, Chris, because this is a a Steelers team that might you might be turning around in a few weeks from now going, how the hell are they doing it? There's smoke and there's mirrors, was, and then there's wins and there's losses. I know, and they have, they have two more wins than they have losses right now. They're seventh worst in the NFL in points per game. And Fifth worst in rushing yards. What about the fourth quarter? Second worst in Pick total offense. Picket time. Remember back in August Pick when time. I asked you guys, would it be crazy for me to say that all four of these North teams would make the playoffs? They're making a run for it right now. Under I mean, 200 yards so per passing game. So that would be three division winners and everyone from the AFC North. I'm just saying. They all, they're all still competitive. That's, the, that's your playoff field in the AFC. Three division winners it and everyone happen. from the AFC North. I mean, I it guess I could see it. Possibly. It it's, there's still a chance. Well, Baker Mayfield could help something like that happen by putting the Bills to 500 tonight. I would be shocked if that happened. Crazier things have been really, happening in this league, pal. Really weird Nothing is gonna it really. What would really shock you? I don't know. I, wa- I watched the Bucks play last week, and they were at home, and it, it was pretty bad. Their offense has been against. You know, the uh, Falcons are okay been, on defense, but like, come on. Their offense the last two weeks since the bye has not been anything to write home about. Exactly, and and Josh Allen says he's gonna stop thinking more and play a little bit more looser. I think it's big Josh Allen game tonight. Yeah, did you see Ryan Fitzpatrick says he's going to take off his shirt if if uh, he wants Josh Allen to be the old Josh Allen. He yeah. wants to see Josh Allen leap somebody and then do yeah. that monster first down line. Like, he wants him yeah. to be, you know, r- truck people. Like, come out and start trucking yeah. people. Josh might be thinking He said he would take his shirt there, off yeah. on the Amazon Prime set. Yeah. Well, I so. think we're going to see shirtless Fitzpatrick tonight. Okay. Meanwhile, little yellow towels. <laughs> Yeah, I really is resonating in Western Pennsylvania today. I mean, the things people decide to get. And I get it. Honestly, what a sweet, like you see the soundbite. It's just like sweetheart, 24-year-old Trevor Lawrence going, oh, yeah, I know, I know, those little yellow towels. And just like, no, oh, no they're not little, you, they're not little junior. No disrespect was meant by T-Law there. I, I don't think admit, so either. Kind of admit. But I just wanted never, to Clemson I just never played to at Pitt? I guess not, huh? I don't think, I think Pitt, because oh. Pitt went there. Later, I don't know. I think. But and you know they would there would be terrible towels yeah, there. Any, Not anywhere. Un, undersized <laughs> yellow towels. Hand towels. You know, for the hands. Dish towels. <laughs> Dish towels. Hey. hey, I don't even I'm not no, no. Fine China towels? China fine China, <laughs> fine dishware. <laughs> Towels, not dish towels. I can't find dishware. It's up. Be careful. I, 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 I want I no piece of this. Home. Hey, Trevor's on his own here. Yeah. You're on your own, son. Don't come for me. Junior. As Gardell said, all right, when we come back, when we come back, we'll finally get to what I wanted to talk about literally two hours ago, but we keep getting off track. (laughs) The Marconi? No, 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 that's still sitting here. Pasta. No, not that. Uh, No, Jim Irsay, an owner of the NFL, saying, you know, hey, the NFL told us they screwed up the officiating and we think it should be reviewed. Okay, that's next. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, as we all know, playing fantasy, uh, NBA fantasy, it's just a frustrating experience because, guys, I thought the load managed stuff would be over, right? It's all over. But, you know, but then the guys are just 
not playing. They just don't play. They don't. These guys don't play 80 games anymore, right? They're 82, whatever it is. Uh, it just no, it doesn't happen. It just doesn't well, happen anymore, and it's thing. frustrating. Well, that, that uh, chicken, if you will, has come home to roost for my opponent. Tonight's game, Phoenix Suns. Oh, Devin Booker, not playing. Bradley Beal, not playing. Uh, not great. Suns Lakers, right there on uh, on Turner. I thought this we're, smart, we're we're supposed to avoid this sort of stuff, right? We're not doing it. But well, Bradley Beal didn't play the first one. Play the first. How did Booker look the other night? Like a guy who's not going to play the next game. I mean, it hurt his foot. Hurt his he's, foot. He's dealing with a foot. How did Booker look the other night? Like a guy who's he not playing like the, the next game. Right. But but I guess you know, he's, he's got a foot. We're not playing him the night against got a, Turner. Got a little foot. Uh, Turner. Got okay. a little foot. Okay. Yeah. Look, they did this for you because they see how bad you're getting no. smashed in fantasy. Okay. Ah. No, part of the, you know why I'm getting smashed in fantasy? I had no players on the first night. Hey, look, you had players in the first I, night. That's, that's the way it goes. It so, like you, you, so now the, the scale's evening up. Play, even and up. Play better you, than the refs, right? Is got that, it. Is that what you always said? And you're, 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 the guy, and you're the guy who got three Phoenix Suns in the draft. Three. Not yeah. one, not two, but three. And two wow. of them all of a sudden, ooh, my foot. Trust me, that's going to work out in my favor. The Suns are going to ball. Hey, it's all year. about what happens in April and May and June. And that's the thing that's, you know. Like, and they think, hold on a minute. Do they think that the in-season tournament's going to end this sort of stuff? Because the guys are going to definitely have to play because it's a tournament. Well, well, it's for money. they're actually hurt. For 500K. But if they're actually hurt, that's true. You know, they could be actually hurt. Maybe. Well, it ain't. That's tonight. <laughs> You've just made this fantasy matchup personal. It's not the Phoenix Suns tonight. It's the Phoenix Sun. That's right. Just you the Sun. you got to deal with MB. It's just the Phoenix Sun. Baby. Tonight. Oh, that's, and Giannis finally plays. Hey. That's cool. be great. Personal now. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH. <laughs> Number to dial here on the program. So uh, this one caught my eye the other day because I'm watching the Colts intently because uh, I'm calling their game against the Patriots week 10. All right. Yeah. So when I go to Frankfurt to call Chiefs and Dolphins, guess what? I stick around. I'll be zooming in from Germany. Guten Tag. We can't get rid of you. Can't get rid of me. Well, you're a Marconi Award winner. Well, you yeah, know what? I mean, hey, they, just, they don't just put this on any desk. That's true. I've never seen one. Thank you. Anyway, thought, you know, the Colts were going to win that game against the Browns because, you know, they were balling and it looked over and then not one but two penalties in the end zone gave the Browns a, a shot at the one and they finally gave it, got in the end zone. Kareem Hunt barely creased the plane, but he did. He did. There was a specious illegal contact in the end zone that I didn't see, really, that you didn't have to call, certainly was less contact than, say, what happened at the end of the Giants-Bills game, which I think is the standard of contact in the end zone not getting called being egregious, right? And then a pass interference penalty on a ball that nobody could catch. Victor Wembanyama would have a problem <laughs> catching that. Talk he about would, uncatchable. He would have got it, though. And, and you know what? It just drives you crazy seeing that sort of stuff. Imagine owning the Indianapolis Colts. Jim Ursay tweeting out that the league told them. Isn't a tweet saying Anthony Richardson's surgery went down? This is a couple days ago now, but I've been out of the chair yesterday, as you know. Uh, the NFL admits and understands that they did not make the correct calls at the end of the Sunday's Colts-Browns game. Note to magic, this is the way ownership should tweet. Um, I believe we need to institute instant replay for all calls, including penalties in the last two minutes of all games. Let me say this. First of all, there is replay going down for every play. The question is, is does the NFL allow the refs to use it or not? And it's very confusing to fans when it's, you know, when it's being used, or why. For instance, you'll sometimes hear an official say after review, after they make a call, and nobody's thrown a challenge flag. Do you hear that sometimes? They'll announce, oh, yeah, that's not a catch. Oh, yeah, that is a catch. Oh, yeah, you know, ball's uh, placed in a different yard line now. After review, oh, wait a minute, where's the review? It's because there's something called Hawkeye. Replay assist. You'll sometimes hear announcers use that phraseology. When do you use it? When do you not? It's confusing to people. So it exists. Replay assist exists. And it should exist on every play 
in the NFL, 100%, because we should never have to go through any more for fans to see the way these games are ending sometimes. Oh, yeah, they admitted a mistake. And then there are other times, you know what? I, I don't know. I'm still waiting to hear maybe the league has given out its report on officiating sometimes. They'll send out the teams. This was a mistake. This wasn't a mistake. Or they'll just come out and say, that's not a mistake. Even though 10 people watching in a bar, 10 out of 10 <laughs> will say that was a mistake. And it's frustrating as well. In the same way, when instant replay in the first NFL Network owners meeting that we covered in 2004 at the Breakers Hotel in Florida, where replay was voted into permanence, Charlie Cassidy, who was in charge of the competition committee at the time, basically said, everybody's got a TV at home. They can see it on their high definition on their TVs at home. We should use it, too. If everyone can see it at home, we should be able to use it. And it was it's it's as simple an explanation about why instant replay should be used more than not. And I understand you don't want to stop the game. You don't want to you don't want to hold up the game. You want the game flow. You can do it. You are doing it. You are essentially doing it right now. You just don't know when or how it's applied. It does appear to be arbitrary. I'm sure it is not. I'm even confused, and it's my job not to be confused about all this stuff. So why can't the replay assist get into the ears of the officials in Indianapolis and go, that was uncatchable, pick up the flag? Those words, that's simple. Hey, so throw the flag, huddle up. You immediately just see a flag being thrown, and you see an official go, pass interference and pointing to the side as they're running back to the official to tell them what the flag is on. And sometimes you'll even hear them get on their microphone because they're all wearing mics to get into the ear of the official so they don't have to run all those yards to tell them it's pass interference on such and such a player. You can communicate and do this fast. How about maybe slowing it down a little bit? And getting the call right. That was uncatchable. Pick up the flag. Okay, after, you know... You huddle up as an officials and you break the flag. There is no foul for pass interference. You could even say after further review if you want. That might create a, a little bit of a Pandora's box because when you review instant replay, I mean, via instant replay, pass interference, we saw what happened all those years ago. It was a holy heck of a mess. But if you have the ability to review it, why aren't you reviewing it? And then another one. I thought all changes possessions are reviewable, right? Change of possession, yes. Right, right, Scoring right. plays, change of possession. So then what the hell happened in the Rams game? Where they misspotted the ball, change of possession. They don't review that? Oh, you're outside of two minutes. Sorry, coach, you don't have any timeouts left. You can't review it. Wait a minute, hold on a minute. I thought all change of possessions are reviewable. Oh, only if you throw an interception or, fumble, or you fumble it. Right. That's on you. So we'll review that on you. But if it's on us because we screw up the spot... <laughs> Creating a change of possession. We're not reviewing that. That's a good one. Yeah. Huh? Really? Oh, okay. So that was a weird point. My guys screw up. You'll review it. Your guys screw up. We don't review it. You're the one who placed the ball down where it was. Mm. And replay clearly showed Kenny Pickett's knee was down short of the line of, you know, line of gain. Oh, oh, but you don't have any timeouts left. We're not reviewing that. But three quarters ago, we're able to have replay assist come down and say that's not a catch. Oh, so why can't you use replay assist for this? Well, it's not in the rules. Oh, really? Why not? See how confusing it is to people and infuriating? Certainly since, again, this is the toughest job, I think, in sports officiating, although I'm sure all those NBA referees last night would say, hold, hold on a minute, hold my beer here, Okay. <laughs> Flopping calls now are now in, in, in the midst. You already saw some crazy stuff happen in Madison Square Garden last night. So it's not easy, and they get a lot of it right. But when everything is magnified in this world and you have the ability to replay it using Hawkeye, and you do have people in the NFL offices who can be used as a backstop to well-intentioned officials for whom the game might be going a little too fast, like misidentifying somebody's hand, whose hand is down on the ground on the Philadelphia side of the line of scrimmage on an upcoming brotherly shove play. Oh, after further review, that was Jason Kelsey's hand. It's a foul on 
only Miami. Get in somebody's get in somebody's headset as opposed to on national TV us saying your guys can't tell whose hand is down. Help them out. Help you 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 have the ability to help out the the folks, the men and women who are wearing the stripes. Who are in the line of fire, do it. What's what's the problem? Cuz you're still relying on the human element at first. Major League Baseball is going to go in this direction. Call it a strike. Let the human do it. Call it a strike or a ball. If it's not, batter will be able to tap his helmet. Let's take a look at Hawkeye. Sort of like the same setup that you see on professional tennis circuits where there is a sort of cartoon rendering, if you Mm -hmm. will, uh, of of a ball being in or out. And so let's take a look. Oh, it's not a ball. It's a strike. Or, wait a minute, it was a strike, not a ball. Get back in the batter's box. It only took a few seconds. Everybody at home thinks that you're doing the best that you can to get it right with technology in the 21st century. Why the hell isn't replay assist getting in the ears of the officials more when it's there? Because some owners think it's too much. Well, now you got one in Indianapolis that wants it done for the last two minutes. Well, the... A play at the end of the first half doesn't matter. The end of the, f- the first quarter doesn't matter. Right. And the ripple effects get to it. Well, wasn't it Belichick who said, look, make everything reviewable He's been all the saying time. That a long He's time been ago. pushing it forever. And, and for fans who are like, games taking too long. In college football, they don't. I've never heard a fan really. I'm the only one. I'm like a get off my lawn guy. These games games take three hours and 45 minutes. Four hour games. But then people call, that's an epic game. Oh my goodness. That was an epic game. Final score, 72 71. Yep. There's still, between that and what we're seeing in the NFL, I think some middle ground, and I'd love for the league to find it. Again, put me on the competition committee. Maybe my Marconi will help. (laughs) It couldn't hurt. Well, clearly. I talk to people as this. Beautiful statue that somehow I got through TSA on my carry-on. Yeah, because you could have messed somebody up with that thing. I could. Many different ways. (laughs) But I'm a lover, not a fighter. (laughs) Stream the NFL and Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate stations, digital platforms. Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, and yours truly all season long for free. And get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Switch it up for you. Tomorrow's show, uh, Miles Garrett. Crossover dribble man himself. I'm excited to talk to him. I've got a lot of questions for him. Me too. I wonder if he knows that I'm leading the charge for him to be MVP. Well, we'll find out. Do we make a do we make a tombstone for him for his front lawn for next week's Halloween of the long snapper he leapt over? <laughs> I think make so. our own little That's tombstone. Funny. That was give him, a, give him a, vid- funny. a video a visual tombstone, a digital tombstone from the Rich Eisen show. I like it. Okay, it'd be a first and, too. Then right? Tom Palacero in studio. He's here in person. Tommy, hey. Tommy P. So we might be going to tacos we'll tomorrow what, after the show. Tom, see what sort of greasers outfit he'll wear tomorrow. <laughs> Definitely a very stylish jacket. It will be. Yeah. Homemade. Yeah. Oh, his hair is going to be. Honestly, just, the rest of us will just be staring and, like, and wonder. It's wonderful. That'll be tomorrow's program. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's tomorrow. And again, congratulations. We'll do brother. it live. Oh, congratulations man. to you. Where's that going to go? I don't here. know. Let's keep it here for a while. Keep it. I want to show it to the kids. Oh, that's true. Be careful. You know, man. We can travel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Stanley they Cup. Give you two of them. There's like the. <laughs> <laughs> we get the heater like for the Heisman? Home I don't away. know. <laughs> what about us? I stole the other guy's Maconi. <laughs> 